Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast, episode 1010, my interview with John Medina, and we're discussing his business, John Medina Buys Houses. Hope you enjoy. Cheers. G'day, John. Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. Hey, thanks, Lee. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. You buy houses? I sure do. Yeah, I'm in Los Angeles, California, and kind of, a, you know, buy houses, uh, you know, I, I guess the... the the, the common thing is now that, you know, flipping, right? So <laughs> we buy houses and, and, and uh, uh, turn around and sell them to other people, fix them up and sell them. So that's your company's focus is buying and flipping? Yeah, buying and flipping. We do, uh, you know, so we have it kind of broken down in the, in, into three categories. We have um, we have like a, a sales and marketing company that we, we, we send all our sales and marketing out on that basically uh, and have a sales team and everything comes in through that company. And uh, if it's a deal that we want to take down ourselves, we sell it to another company and we flip it ourselves, which mm. uh, sell it to our other company. Apologize for that. And then we go ahead and we, um, you know, do the work and, and fix it up and sell it. And then um, I have a construction company that kind of feeds the rehab company. I'm sorry. The, the, yeah, the rehab company, you know, as far as like, um, you know, to do all the, the fix up stuff. And then yeah, a few companies in, in, the, in the pipeline here. Yeah. yeah. And then my wife is an interior designer and she kind of works for us there too. So, uh, I just kind of uh, worked on getting her set up today too, so that she can have her own business too. So we're all, all about operating. all about property for you then. Yeah, just kind of trying to give everybody their own space and and so they can excel in it. Quite. How what got you into real estate? You know, it's a funny story. It, it's like like back in. Uh, so I was a plumbing contractor for years, and I had a plumbing business for man, I don't know, twenty five years. You know, yeah. and uh, that's all I really did out of high school. I think it took like a year out, of, like one year off, kind of. You know, I didn't go to college, so I was kind of a, you know, a, a tradesman. So I got a job as a plumber with the whole mindset of like, if I'm going to be a plumber, I'm going to make sure I, I, I'm going to, I want to have my own business. So I always wanted to have my own business. So before I was like at high school, I was really good at working on cars, pretty mechanical. Right. So uh, that, I didn't like that, you know, after a year trying to figure out how to get up, you know, if that was going to be something for me. I got into plumbing construction, new construction. And then I basically just did that for, for years. And then I was able to save a little bit of money and I always wanted to invest in real estate, right? Cause it was, it was yeah. a good thing to do. So, uh, I, I started about 2009. I started taking some classes, you know, like a lot of people do those weekend courses and stuff like that and didn't really do anything for about three years. And then 2012, I, I, I met a guy locally here named Bruce Norris and, uh, went to one of his boot camps and I, uh, you know, like a three-day course, and I go, wow, this is really interesting. Now I know what I need to do. Well, I didn't do anything. You know, I had all this knowledge, but I didn't. I, I wasn't really to take action on it yet. So I went back in, uh, in about like uh, six months, and I go, I got to take another one of these things. Well, when I was sitting there, I was like, what am I waiting for? I have all the knowledge. I'm just, I have fear. I was feared to make, you know, I was fearful of making a decision, and and finally just got rid of that fear, and then I just kind of just dove in and I bought it. How'd you get rid of that off. fear? Ah, uh, just by taking action. You know, yeah. I was like. I could just be one of these guys that just talk all the time and, 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 and or a person that thinks that they can, um, you know, that you're going to, this stuff's just going to happen for you. you. Just, you know, you know, you got to get out there and you got to get your hands dirty and you got to sometimes make some mistakes or you got to be successful to figure out what you want to do. Right. And, uh, mm. went out there and just took some action and it was great. I, I, uh, within the, uh, I think within like the first year I bought, uh, four or five properties, probably a year and a half, I bought five properties and uh, kept a couple of rentals, and then I, I ended up, you know, flipping a few to sell. And uh, and then in about that was at the end of 2013. I was coming. I was like, I got to do this full time. I was done with my plumbing business. I just lost interest in it. It was got a little bit slow. Didn't want to go back and ramp it back up. So I told my wife, I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to do real estate full time. And 
and uh, she says, you know, well, you, you did pretty good at plumbing, so I'm sure you'll do good at real estate. So she wasn't a she wasn't any kind of roadblock. She was yeah. an encouragement, like she always is, and she just said, you know, you should just go for it. So that's do it. it. Yeah, all this history. You found a new passion. It's interesting that when you sort of yeah take some action and go down a different path, and yeah, you can lose interest quickly in in your previous you know professional or hobbies even. Yeah, that's exactly what happened because it was like, and I I think it was all for you know, you know, I'm all about intention and purpose, and it it was you know, all my effort was going towards real estate. Of course, the plumbing business. suffered a little bit because you know i was thinking about more about doing real estate and it was just more like i just like the model i, I like i like a challenge it was just it just seemed like the right thing to do so I yeah how, how are you finding the market over there at the moment where you are whereabouts are you i'm in los angeles so i'm los in angeles, one, yes. of the, one of the hottest markets in, in the united states right the top five um yeah the market you know the market's the market i, I try not to focus on what what you know hot cold too much competition we just kind of here, what we do is we do direct marketing to to people that want to sell, mainly on the websites. You know, we have a website. And we try to get people on Facebook, so we try to make relationships with people, and uh, you know, we just try to serve them with what provide a solution for them. And and what's great about it is is like you know we can't help everybody. Sometimes they're not a good fit, and we tell them they're not a good fit, and and, and, and that's good. You know. And that's a good way to be in business instead of trying to put everybody in your box. You know, we're not for everybody, but the people we are for, it's awesome because we're able to, you know, give them like just great customer service. Um, you know, we have these great core values we live by and we're able to, you know, just, just the whole company, you know, lives off these core values and then we're able to give that to our customers and it just works out really well. How do you, how do you assess whether someone's a fit for you or not? Like how does that happen? Well, we have this, we have uh, you know it starts with a phone call. Uh, Peggy, she's in our acquisitions. You know, she she's kind of the, the sales representative on that end, and she's really good at talking to people. So yeah. She basically just has we just have a conversation with people, and through that conversation, we go ahead and get some 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 basic information. And if it seems like it's a good fit for both of us, we we continue the the process, and we kind of just keep the conversation going. And then <clears throat> you know when it's time to go ahead and they're ready to 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 you know take action. Uh, we go ahead and, and per, per, you know, we, we prescribe, you know, what we feel is the solution best for them. And uh, if it works out good, that, that's great. If not, well, maybe we have a different option too. So, yeah, okay. So, how, when you set this up, how did you focus on branding and, and getting people to be aware of who you are and what you do? Yeah, that's been an evolution. You know, that's yeah. been something that's been going on forever. I still think we're still working on it. You know, the whole branding part was, you know, you, I just decided to use my name. I think back in like 2000, when I like 2014, I started thinking about all this branding stuff and, you know, websites weren't quite as popular back then. There wasn't many people, you know, I don't think there's much information out there as there is now, as far as like with real estate investing, a lot of coaches and a lot of people like gurus even telling you what to do. So I just picked my name and kind of went with it. And then, um, you know, um, just built a website, sent postcards out to people. Yeah. Um, you know, now we're doing Facebook and, and what do you mean by postcards? Things. What do you do there? Oh, well, we, we just, you know, you can gather, you can, there's a bunch of lists out there of, of what people like, you know, they give you people that own a rental property, someone that has equity in their house, someone with no equity. Um, you know, there's this different list that you could pull from a, from a, like a, a provider, a list provider, and then you email them postcards that worked really well for me at the beginning. Not that many people were, you know, less people were doing it. And, uh, I think I, 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 plus I had a smaller audience that I was after, 
So people would call from the postcards and then have a conversation with them. So we still do a little bit of mail, but um, how do you no, target that? Like the postcards? Uh, excuse me. How do you target the postcards? Oh, it's it just through it. Like you know, the, the, it could be a high. Uh, you know, target them. You just basically you look for the list, and then you just have different postcards you send out to people with different types of messages on them. Do you? you know? like, but do you just? Bomb, bomb an area or do you just send it to people that are looking to sell well, it? Yeah, that's that's what's on the list. So we pick out a zip code because Los Angeles is huge, right? I can't yeah. build it. But so I have some zip codes that I, that I started out with and then I basically like say, say, say the most common one would be like what they call an absentee owner. An absentee owner is somebody that basically owns a rental property. So yeah. you pull a list of absentee owners and, you know, say 30 zip codes around here that you want to be in and then, then you get this list and then you go ahead and, and, and you know, maybe, you know, we call it scrubbing, go through it a little bit to see if there's duplicates or anything you do to kind of clean it up a little bit and then just go out and mail it out. And then, you know, you can't do it once. You got to do it like, you know, you probably want to hit that same list like six times, right? Yeah. So they get a postcard. Depends how aggressive you would be once a month, twice a month. I'm sorry, once a month, once every, every other month. And you just kind of mail it. It's just, this, you know, we're just, we're just system and processes uh, driven. So you just create a, you know, you just create a system on how you want to get it out. There's mail houses that you can give the list to and just say, okay, mail this out every so often and tell them what you want to do and they'll do it for you. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when you, so branding for you wasn't really a, sounds like it wasn't a big focus when you started. It's just sort of, you just put it together and just took action. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of was, you know, just, and, and what's great about the branding thing is now all these people I've done business with have great stories. So now we like, we have a really good process at the end. Like I just bought a house today. Yeah. And it's really, but but what happens is we do an exit, exit interview with all the with all our clients, and they're more than happy to do them. So we get testimonials from them written on Google, and um, you know we go ahead and get a get a video from them too, which yeah. is great that we can go ahead and put it on our Facebook, or we could show it to, or it's on our website too to view. So that's actually the really coolest thing is is that we're doing business with people, and they're enjoying it, and they're they 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 almost love to tell people how how much how we treated them and it was just a win-win for everybody. I think that's the biggest joy in this. That's like the, like that's something that I really, really, really appreciate is that, that, um, you know, we're doing the type, we're doing business with people that like, like us and we like them and it, it's a win-win for everybody and, mm-hmm. and we can solve their problems and help them move on or whatever it is that they need and it, it's a good fit for them. How do you go about doing video testimonials or reviews from your customers? I mean, are they, are they sometimes reluctant to get behind a camera or? You know what? It's pretty interesting. You know, at first we thought that was the case, but we just we just asked. You know, it's it's, it's funny. We didn't ask before, so we didn't have them. Now it's part of the process. So every time that we're, we're everything here is in the process, right? We everything you know it's a checklist. So every time we open escrow, we do the same thing. Every time we close an escrow, we do the same thing. So it's like I think it's like you know like say, say when you're 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 uh, buying a house from somebody. And there's 10 things that need to happen in escrow in that procedure. We call it transaction coordinator. That's the seat where that, that particular person sits in, the job, so to speak. We call it a seat. Uh, basically, it's, it's part of his checklist to get it, you know, to, to ask for a testimonial. Yeah. And yeah. we ask for it. Then my par- I have a partner, Ricky. He's in sales. And then he kind of tees it up and, and, and does it on Zoom. So it's, mm. you know, the, the world's kind of gone to Zoom now. Everything's kind of virtual. <laughs> we used to do it old school where we'd sit down with the people. I like that because I can interview them. I could be in there with them and ask them some questions. And so we've done a little bit of both. But yeah, that's and it just works out really well. We did a lot of Zoom stuff now. That's cool, hey. Yeah. And I guess a really good point there is if you don't ask, you don't know, do you? So and what have you got to lose by asking? I mean, it's not like a an unfair request, is it? 
That's it's true, and most people are happy to oblige. It's it's they do it in the car. It's just it's great. <laughs> I mean, it's just really it's really cool what happens when you ask, right? How do you ask about it? Like, do you just say, "Hey, look, you know, just hope you appreciate our service. Would you like to jump on camera and just give us a quick few kind words?" Or what do you do? Yeah, exactly. Something That's like exactly that. what we do. You know, because yeah. here's what we do too. I mean, I think it's kind of great that like what we start doing is every time we do it, like at the end of the like the close of escrow. You know, like that's today. Closed escrow means that, you know, for people that don't don't know what that means, it's like the, the, their transaction is complete. So we send them a gift basket anyways. They don't even know what's coming, right? So that's just like, that's like, thanks for doing business with them. Here's this uh, gift basket from, I think it's uh, Harriet and David. It's just, yeah. a, you know, some kind of a little gift basket with some stuff in it. And it just really, really, you know, excites them. And then getting a video testimonial after that is actually, it's not very hard. Like, awesome. I feel like, it, you know, it's just, it's just kind of, it goes with the territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's powerful stuff, um, you know, certainly to get that from your clients and it shows your future clients as well, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. What they can expect, which is important. Um, particularly, I mean, do you find a lot of your customers jump on there and do look at these reviews? I mean, it's a review economy, as they say. Yeah, I think it's 100%, you know, it's it, they do because they tell us they do. Yeah, yeah. They tell us they do. They're, they're, it's very interesting that, that the stuff that people uh, will tell you. They tell Peggy. But Peggy's really good at asking, asking questions. So, you know, and Peggy will tell them too a lot. Hey, make sure you go to our website and check out our reviews. So, you know, so that you understand that we're, we're a legitimate company and, 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 we're gonna, and we're doing all these things that we say we're going to do, mm. which is great. So we even, we even tell them to go check them out too if there's any doubt. And that helps yeah. a lot. Too. That helps a lot too because we're credible, right? We have a lot of credibility. Yeah. A lot of people in this business don't have credibility. Hmm. You know, it's just you know, it, it's there's a lot of sharks in every business, you know. But we don't worry about them. We just we do what we say we're going to do. We had, we just live by these core values that we set up, and it, it just makes it easy to do business. How do you set up your core values? Well, you know, we we run a um, uh, we basically. Uh, we run the what they call the uh, uh, entrepreneur. It's called the EOS system. That's the easy way to say it. A book called Traction. There's a book called Traction, and that's how we run our business. So you have to have core values. You know, we have weekly meetings. Um, so we, you know, at the beginning of the, like when Ricky and I, uh, so Ricky and I started in 2017. I, I started the business kind of uh, by myself, and then I wanted to scale up and get bigger. So I brought Ricky on, and then we sat down and we created these core values. So What's Ricky's name? Ricky. Uh, Ricky Magana. Ricky okay. Magana. Yeah. yeah. And he's a, uh, so he's a real estate agent. Yeah. So he can, he can handle people's, uh, he can handle, if somebody, like I said, we provide uh, solutions to people, um, you know, sometimes a cash offer is not really good for people, but they want to maybe list with a realtor. Well, then Ricky can list the house too. Yeah. Need, need. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So that's how we establish, you know, we, we have meetings. Uh, we're having a meeting tomorrow, for, a little late, you know, the quarter's almost over, but hey, you know, it's over today. It's the 30th, right? So we're going to go ahead and have that meeting tomorrow. We're going to set expectations for the next quarter. But the core values are all written down. So it's really easy to, and then everybody that works with you too, it's like, when, you know, all the employees have to, they have to stick to the core values. So one thing I found out about that is that, you know, uh, in, in, in the past, I was just, I'd hire people. But they didn't have the same values as I did, the core values. And and, and, and bottom line is, if, you know, you can't expect people to act a certain way if they don't believe in the, in your, in the culture of your company. No. So. No. The, um, I guess when, when you go out there, you said you do a lot of websites and social media as well to attract new business. Um, is there anything that you can guide us on as to what works effectively for you in that sense? Um, you know, you got to, yeah. 
you know, it's just a little bit of, there's so, you know, our website works pretty good as far as, you know, SEO, right? Yeah. You know, so we have to do a lot of work on the website as far as SEO and it's always, it's always, it's always ongoing maintenance, writing blogs, you know, getting backlinks, um, you know, uh, adjusting the content. And that takes a while um, for Google to recognize you and get ranked. So that's a long-term play, right? It's a really long-term play. If you wanted to do something a little faster, you could do you know what they call pay-per-click from Google, and you could yeah. you could pay to get to the top, and then uh, you you pay for for leads that way. Um, you know, Facebook has marketing side of it. It's not doing very well right now, but um, traditionally, you know. Um, why do you feel it's not doing so good right now? You're just not getting the traction, or it's it- yeah, we're just not getting the. It, it, it takes a. It's just not. It's not producing the way we hoped. We just have. But here's the bright side: we have a new new Facebook uh, uh, company that you know. I, I'm hands off on that. I pay somebody to do. You let some do. Yeah. Yeah, they're in the first month, so you can't judge anybody on the first month. You have to let the stuff go for at least a quarter before you mm. start making decisions. So all this marketing stuff is just basically like it, it, you have to have a budget and you have to you have to basically just let it run and then. Um, you know, um, have good conversations with people. And then when the opportunities show up, you know, the funny thing is you got to answer the phone. A lot of people don't want to answer the phone. <laughs> you know, they want to, I'm laughing because it's so simple, Lee, but people, a lot of people in this business don't answer the phone, right? They're just yeah. basically, you know, so we answer the phone, we have good conversations, but, you know, we have a really good sales system and, and Ricky uh, and Peggy have been doing a great job on, on, on the sales where, where our sales numbers are, are, are through the roof and, and, it just boils down to just like having a really good sales system as far as um, everything's a process. You know, we make sure that we, we have a, a nice, you know, a CRM, you know, yeah. uh, we keep all our, our leads and then we make sure that we touch people and call them and check in with them and, and, and just do the work. It's just, do you do a weekly sales. email or something? No, we call people like emails. Are just cool. like, yeah, we call, um, it just depends on if they're hot, colder, you know, or they're warm. That's a whole conversation, right? It just depends on, um, on where they're at. You know, kind of what bucket, what bucket they're in, what, what part of the process they are. You know, if they're cold, we still call them like you know once a month or once every two months. It's or they'll get a text from us. So we're, we're we're in communication with them. We just, you know, if they're if they're warm, they're kind of probably hear hear from us. You know, every couple months on a phone call. Um, it's all a system. That's what's great about this. Hmm. I, I, everything's systemized so I don't, I'm not babysitting anymore I'm not asking people why aren't you doing this and what's going on here it's like everybody's doing what they're supposed to do because it's in a system yeah gotcha and, and they, just, yeah. they just report we just have meetings once a week uh, on, uh, for about an hour and a half and then uh, once a day we talk for about 10 minutes and then we just check in with each other and report our, our, they report their numbers from the day before so everybody's yeah. accountable it's all about accountability right it's like you know, that's one thing I know too. What I've learned and I've heard this from a lot of people is you, you can't make people be accountable. You either are or you aren't, right? So, and um, and that's one thing we're big on is accountability. Yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah, I mean, the way you do business is is obviously tailored to the particular type of business too, I suppose. And, you know, you've found a strategy that obviously works for you guys and what you do. Um, when you've set up your businesses, were there any challenges um, that you could give advice on to maybe other people out there looking to, you know, start their business as well, or the company? Yeah, well, I got a lot of experience in that. It's it's um, excuse me. Even when I had my plumbing business, I mean, at the beginning, you're a one man show, and you can only do so much stuff, right? So I, I guess you know. Um, 
my biggest challenge was trying to do everything myself and then basically not delegating and then not having the, the not having the mindset of growth, not thinking that you're going to grow. You're, you're just, cause you're so, you're so busy being busy and you're kind of chasing your tail at the beginning, you know, especially if you're out there doing um, like, like a service work is plumbing, you know, you don't get paid until you do a job. So you're, you're, you're just constantly chasing yourself around. And then, and then, you know, there's not like, um, you spend a lot of time doing things that you could probably like, like delegate out to other people. So I, I, I think at the beginning, it's real important to get focused on what you want and, and realize you're going to have to do the busy work at the beginning. But as you start getting, you grow your business, you want to make sure you, you delegate and hire people and, and bring people in at the right time and have patience with them and know that it's going to take time to build this out. And then, you know, but now I have a long-term vision. I don't have a short-term vision. I, 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 I'm looking, looking long-term now. So once I change What's long-term, thinking, like five years, 10 years? I, I, you know, I, I even think right now like three years. I don't want to get too far, ahead, yeah. too far ahead of it. But, you know, I think I have a vision that like, like, like you know, we're doing, I think this, this year we're on track to do like 32 deals. Next year I want to do 42. And then I even have a, you know, I have a saying, it's like, it's just as easy to do a deal a week than it, is, than, it, than it isn't. So I'm trying to get the, you know, if we can get to a deal a week um, and beyond that, that's what we're working towards right now. So that's we're just act. basically yeah. just keep keep growing the business and, and, and keep looking for key, key people to hire. And then for me, and then for me to get out of the way and let people do their jobs. Yeah. To, to, to realize that hire talented people, make them, you know, hold them accountable. Well, not, not even hold them accountable. They'll be they'll be accountable. Hire accountable people, and then everything you know, and then just and training. That's another thing too. A lot of people don't want to train people. We're big on training, so constantly we're doing training. It's just over and over again. It's almost like an athlete, right? You can't just show up for the game and you know, you know, like a basketball player, not even warm up before. I mean, you got to go to the practices and all that. I kind train of thing. a lot. Do you find? Because um, I guess this is a challenge for businesses like yours, even like mine. Um, Obviously, the owner will take ownership to the next level, you know, and you'll probably have, you know, you're probably that passionate about what you do, I imagine, where it just doesn't feel like work and you can probably do it from early hours to late at night if you really wanted to with ease. Um, but other people in there, I mean, do you incentivize them to get them to take that ownership or is it just because you're a great leader? Like, what is it that you can do to really instill that ownership? Because I mean, I guess, you know, for my business, I'd like to have people under me that I can guide into setting up their own businesses eventually, you know, not always working for me. Um, but I guess each business is different in that sense. But I think the ownership piece is, is certainly one thing that's really hard to to transfer to, to someone that doesn't own the company. Yeah, and that's, and that's a big one, right? And I think, you know, from my experiences, uh, um, you know, I think that the biggest thing is people that like, um, you know, they come in and they promise you the world. Like say, say you're interviewing somebody and they think that they're, you know, a lot of times they think like, well, if you pay me this much money, I'll, I'll, I'll perform. Money doesn't really motivate. Like, you know, it, it, it definitely, I don't think it motivates people. I think what money does is it, it's the reward from, uh, from your being successful at what you do, you know? Um, but you know, what I learned is, is this, that, that you, you set up these systems and, you have uh, you have accountability, and people that are accountable, they'll 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 follow the system and they'll be accountable, and then and they're out there, but they're hard to find, you know, because if the people that are that are really good at what they're doing are already working, you know, they're working for somebody else. So 
you know, you basically what I found what, what's what's been successful for me is to go ahead and 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 when these people show up, whatever that is, make sure that you have like creative space for them and give them the training and and, and give them the you know the power to, to run with it and let them you know uh, let them um, um, flourish in what they do best and, and mm. especially if they're in sales right and, and you know salespeople are they're, they're a dime a dozen but really good salespeople are hard are, are hard to find you know and and really good salespeople they, they do the work and they make sure they put the calls in and they're good at they're good at like uh, handling objections and if they get a no, they know there's a yes around the corner. Yeah. So absolutely. I think you really have to just like look and, and, and be, what do they say? Be, be, be slow to hire and quick to fire, you yeah. know, and uh, somebody's not meeting your, but, but see when you have these core values, it, it's really interesting when you, when, when everybody's kind of rowing in the same direction, you, you know, when people are, are, you feel that they're, they're, they're on the, like you're on the right path because let's just say we have a meeting every day at 845 and you don't want to go to the meeting and you got yeah. all, and you have, you have all these excuses why you can't be at the meeting, but it's mandatory. You just right away, you know that you have a problem with somebody, and it's, it can be that it can be that simple. So that's not negotiable, as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. You know, you have to be there for that meeting. You have to show up on time, report your numbers, and if you don't want to do that, you're just you're, you're not a team player, and it's, it's basically going to affect the whole company. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, you know that idea of bringing someone on. You can quickly identify whether they're going to you know be a long term star or not just by their, their attributes more so than anything. Because I think skills and all that sort of thing, you can train and teach someone, can't you? But the attributes at the core, um, you can pick up on very quickly. Um, and that's why, you know, all the big you know, like Navy SEALs and that, they go through that, that hardcore training at the very start and people are very quickly, you know, out, outed by, the, by their attributes, basically. Yeah, and, and that's a great point. It's like, and one thing too is like you can't, you know, you have to, there's a lot of different personality tests out there. Like there's the disc test. I think that's on Tony Robbins and the Colby test. And if you give people these tests and have them answer these questions, they'll, they'll kind of put them, they'll, 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 they'll kind of put them in a, uh, uh, I don't say it's a box, but it's like, it, it, it gives their personality what they'd probably be good at. So if you, you don't really want to hire somebody like in sales, if they're, if they like salespeople generally don't, don't have admin skills. Hmm. They're really good at like, they're really good at selling, but they're horrible at, at, at uh, at making notes and, and, and building structure. They just want to talk to people and they're drivers, right? Well, you, you, if you want to hire a salesperson, you don't want to, that's not the same uh, skill set as an admin. Yeah. Like my admin is not a sales guy. He'll, I asked him, he's not interested in sales. He's really good at like setting up systems and following directions and, and, and doing, you know, keeping everybody together, keeping the sales people together and supporting them. But he's not interested in, in being a salesperson because yes. it's just, you know, at least not right now. You know, yeah. maybe he'll grow into it down the road. But um, so you have to know how you got to know how to. So when you're hiring people, you have to really make sure that you're you're hiring the, hiring the person for the right for the right position. Because you can you can hire somebody. Oh, I'm great in sales. Well, <laughs> they're just not salespeople. You know, and then you find out. And then how do you find out? Well, you know, your, your revenue. How, how do you find out? Like when you're recruiting someone. Um, I mean, I guess you sort of got to go with the intuition, and I, I thought I was fairly good at recruiting, but maybe I'm not. How do you go about determining whether they're a salesperson or an admin person? Is it just through the questions you ask, or do you just have a, a feeling whether they're going to be suitable one way or the other? Or well, is that it past test, experience. Those two tests will. Yeah. You know, I never used to give the test, but those tests tell you a lot. So you just those hand tests. those tests out and get them to do those yeah. tests. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, they tell you a lot. And there's even another one for salespeople, too. And I forgot it's on on the tip of my tongue, but it's a sales trainer that we use. And he has a, he has one from, you know, it's equivalent to that. It's even more directly at sales. And that one's supposed to even be more accurate because it, it, oh. it they ask you questions in a way that, you know, that that will determine your personality type. And I'm not I'm not really that great at sales. I mean, I'm good at talk. I could talk to you. I could I could probably, you know, I, 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 I kind of call myself the king of the low-hanging fruit. You and I go out, we have a conversation, you tell me what you want. I'm going, okay, well, Lee, that sounds pretty good. I think I could do that. You and I probably be really, you know, I, I, can, I can close those deals all day long. But if I have to call, call you back and follow up and follow you up and follow up, that's not me. That's what Peggy's great at. Peggy, I love people. I really do. Peggy loves people. She loves talking to people. And she gets, she, she just has these natural conversations with people and gets to really know them. And then it's not a sales call anymore. It's actually just like trying to, trying to figure out how we can work together. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I mean, I'm in sales myself, so I, I get a, a kick out of it. Um, the admin side of things frustrate me sometimes, but you, know, um, you need the good people around you. Mate, look, pleasure having you on today. I really appreciate your time. Want to, um, how do we send people your way to, you know, connect with you, find out more? Is it just your website? Yeah, you can, you can go to, uh, uh John Medina buys houses dot com yeah and then uh you can get on there and then uh you can send the email to me at uh, john j-o-h-n at john medina buys houses dot com yeah you can get a hold of me that way too and uh and the phone number's on the website too if you guys want to check that out or if, uh if we can be a service to people we'd, we'd love to see if you guys if we could work together hmm. yeah no cool i'll stick that in the show notes for everyone listening out there this is episode i think it's a thousand and ten so oh, wow. um, made the, uh, the 1,010 mark there. Thank you, John. Oh, thank and, you. And guys listening out there, check it out, thehiddenwire.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is lee Manutzi. until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon